For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome in, folks, here back on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe Dilio, joined only by Ryan Roberts today. And we are going to be finishing up our mock draft that we started on last episode. If you missed that first part, go check it out on our YouTube channel or also in our previous podcast episodes in whatever podcast feed that you might be listening in on. Before we get to the mock draft, though, folks, I just really quickly want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of your basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promos, promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, let's get back to it. We got our second part of our mock draft. I'm excited. We've got no Alex today for anybody wondering where the heck he is. The Atlanta Braves are doing well, so that means he's busy with work. I need to explain very quickly for everybody who's not seen the first part. We did this recording for the first part with a completely different draft order last week. So the draft order has changed, and I went back and gave all these teams the same players, except for one pick that we have to essentially redo, which is the, the Falcons pick. So before anyone gets all hot and bothered because they see that you know someone like uh, Andrew Booth Jr. went fourth overall, it was because the, the Jets were picking at seventh when we picked last week. Still for some context, but Ryan, you ready to go? You excited? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think this is actually good that Alex isn't here. We get to cut the bad picks in half this week, so it's good stuff. I think cut them in half. Is, 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 are you saying that I'm the other half of those bad picks? That that was what I was uh, referring to. <laughs> yes. Dolphins fans were not very happy with my Kyer uh, Elam pick. There, they were, were not. They there were, were not. a couple people who commented that were not happy with some of the picks, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> so Eagles I fans like this. I did see a co- I did see someone comment that said this was the best mock draft they had ever seen or something though on the YouTube channel. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, thanks to that guy, I really appreciate it. Hopefully they subscribed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, let's get rolling. So the Kansas City Chiefs somehow find themselves at this 16th spot because of a, a rough stretch of games. I think if we're just being realistic, that's probably not going to finish out that way. But Ryan, if, if they're picking at 16th, why don't you pick things up for us? Who do you think the Kansas City Chiefs pick at the 16th overall pick? 
Well, I think the Chiefs did do a really nice job in last year's draft of kind of solidifying the offensive line with Creed Humphrey there late in the second round and then Trey Smith in the sixth. So offensive line is not as big as me as I thought it might be going into the season with with that solidification of those two players. I think defensively, though, they've been a little bit of a mess. Well, a little bit. They've been a mess, to say the least. Nick Bolton's playing really well at linebacker. I could see an upgrade in secondary potentially. I could see definitely an upgrade at pass rusher, defensive line in general. So I'm going to go to edge here, Joe, if you get the edge group up yes. for me so we could take a look. All right. Yep, I got it. Um, all right. So here I am going to select Adam Anderson. Ooh, okay. Defensive end out of Georgia. So the NFL is getting more and more multiple with the fronts that they use, four, three-man fronts. It's kind of becoming a little more interchangeable. We're, we're well beyond the era where if you were a 4-3 team, you were in that 80% of the time teams go to sub package so often. I'm not really worried too much about Adam Anderson being a little bit of an, a undersized edge. What I do know though, is he has a high upside as a pass rusher. Their defensive end unit is not good right now. So adding this type of get off with this type of potential as a high volume sack artist, I think that this is a very nice selection here in the mid first round. Yeah, certainly. And I think you can't really go wrong if you take any defensive player here, again, Kansas City's probably going to end up finding a way to make the wild card. They've dug themselves a little bit of a hole, um, but they're the type of team that's going to rebound. If they are picking that high, it certainly helps them to to deal with some of those those issues that they have defensively. So a guy like Adam Anderson might fill in uh, very nicely. So in the last mock, the Falcons were picking at a much higher spot. So we ended up giving them, where is Sean Ryan? I thought we gave him offensive tackle. He, he's he's down in the list. Is he he's really? Down. Yeah, he's somewhere down there. Is Wait, he this is far it? down? No, no. There's Did they that kill Sean Ryan? Did you kill Sean Ryan? Oh, there's oh, there Sean Ryan, 44. Okay. So <laughs> Sean Ryan was our pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and they really need some tackle help. So that puts me on the clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't want to overthink another team that is having – some offensive line troubles. Uh, I got a lot of crap for not picking a lineman for the Dolphins, so I'm not going to make that mistake twice. I'm going to give them Darian Kennard uh, from the University of Kentucky. We are seeing right now that they're one in in desperate need of a quarterback, but yeah. picking at 18, realistically, they're not going to be able to get that that quarterback pick. So that puts them in a spot where if they're going to take a quarterback the next couple of years, they need to start rebuilding that offensive line. They got old guys left. It's a bunch of nobodies that are playing there right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think Darren Kennard out of Kentucky is somebody who we know that can play inside. He's played outside most of his time at Kentucky. He could be a really, really good fit for this, uh, this Steelers offensive line. I think sort of what we were talking about with Kenyon Green in the, in the last episode, he gives you some position flexibility. Like you said, he's worked exclusively at right tackle during his Kentucky career, but he just, he looks better inside, to be honest. And he was a guy that I compared to Kelechi Osemele, who was a really good all pro guard, big dude. Um, So I think that he could fit maybe a couple spots for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I personally may have given him a different tackle there. Who would you Um, give him? I may have given him Charles Cross just because he's more pure left tackle. And right now they have um, Chuck Socor for over at left tackle, which is not looking too good. And they have a need at right tackle too. So like maybe, 
you flip cross one way or the other. But I, hey, man, at the end of the day, Gary Kennard is going to be a plug and play guy for him inside at worst. So um, that means Vikings. I'm up, right? So, yes, that is correct. Obviously, offensive skill position, they're good to go. Offensive line, they are good to go. They could upgrade their guard spot, but like, nah, we don't need to do that. Defensive mm-hmm. end might be a spot. Cornerback. It's got to be cornerback. Who's the best corner on the board? Let me take a look. Ahmad Gardner. Mm, man, it's, it's early for Gardner, man. Uh Can I see safety real quick? Can you show me safety? Yes, I got you. You're really no, blowing this one over. No, go corner. Go corner. Go back. You're gonna go I'm, I'm, I'm going to give McDuffie. I'm going to trip McDuffie. Oh, really? Simply okay. because Mike Zimmer is a master of mixing multiple coverages and playing a ton of zone. And I think mm-hmm. Trent, I think Trent McDuffie's a much better zone guy than Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad's that true, like get in your face, playing man coverage guy. But like, and that's very valuable. But I think for how Coach Zimmer runs that Minnesota defense, I feel like McDuffie would just be a little bit slightly better of a fit there. So that then places me with another AFC North team, the Cleveland Browns, who are picking at 20. A, a really good team this year, but they're they're battling through some injuries. Uh, Baker Mayfield's been hurt. Their offensive line's been hurt. I'm actually a bit perplexed here, Ryan, and I'm curious your insight on this. Uh, like, where the heck would they even go if they were picking this high? Because they, they, they boosted their linebackers when they got Jock. They've drafted a, a bunch of guys in the secondary. Their offensive line's completely clean. Is, is this a yeah. spot where maybe we get a receiver off the board? Do you th- like? I, is this a defensive line spot? Like, I just think. Do you, th- I, do you think Jordan Davis would make a lot of sense here? Because like, I'm actually stumped. I actually don't know who to go with here. I think Jordan Davis would make sense. I think at this point, though, wide receiver for me would be the biggest need, just because okay. Odell Odell is not the same guy, and it's just there's there's a lot of question marks at the wide receiver crew. So that's where I'm like stuck in between. Is either them finishing off their defensive line and going Jordan Davis, but then you still have Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I think also the issue you're talking about, Odell's not the same player, but if he ever happens to get back to being the same player, that's obviously good for them, but they just don't have any depth at the position. That's one thing that's been yeah. really, really killing them. So, and, and Landry hasn't been a guy really either. Yeah. Just like, I mean, the most dependable wide receiver now is like Richard Higgins. Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones. Jones, yeah, it's like it's okay. It's not, not, it's not even okay. It's, it's, it's meh. But like, let's call it what it is. So, so I'm gonna help fix that receiver group with who's probably gonna be yeah. the first receiver off the board. I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, keeping an in-stater going to play for Cleveland. Uh, you probably, you really can't go wrong with going and getting Garrett Wilson. There's gonna be a lot of debate, I think, leading up to the draft, who's gonna be the first receiver between yeah. Burke, Solave, and William uh, Wilson, rather. And, and it, I, I would, it seems like Wilson is probably going to be the best bet. Yeah, I love Wilson, man. I, I comped him to Antonio Brown, which I know is a, is a steep comp. But, I mean, inside, outside, incredible, flexible route runner, works after the catch. Like, dude's got it all. So, uh, New Orleans Saints. Joe, can I see the quarterback board, please? Uh-oh. Are we going to really do I, it? I'm not, Are we going to do not, Sam Howell? Are we going to do it? No, I'm not going to do it. Or I'm going to go back. Kenny Pickett pick. This is not a Kenny Pickett pick. This is a Traylon Burks pick. Oh, wow. Go grab okay. Traylon Burks. Um, I mean, boy 2.0? Question mark. 
What'd you say? Slam boy 2.0 question not, mark. No, no, he is not slam boy. That boy is multi, <laughs> multi-level boy. All I'll say is Michael Thomas has been dealing with a lot of issues, both from a, you know, meshing of an organizational perspective and injury perspective over the last couple of years. What is he long-term? Is he with the team long-term? A lot of questions. Besides that, they have Marcus Callaway and um, who's a little returner number one, Harris, Delonte Harris. Mm-hmm. Like none of those guys are true high volume receivers. So Traylon Burks, uh, I mean, 6'3", 230, can work multiple levels, can do stuff after the catch. He's he's added the layer of uh, better route running this year and being able to really work vertically. So I think I think it makes a ton of sense for a struggling Saints wide receiver room. So one thing that we've kind of noticed happen over the years is whenever the first receiver goes, it, it tends to break the seal on who comes next. So I have a feeling here that this Buffalo Bills team, if they are sitting at 22, which again, realistically, probably not going to happen. Uh, they're a team that's going to recover. They're, they're one of the best built teams in the NFL right now. But outside of Stefan Diggs, I mean, like, who do they really have at receiver? So Cole they're Beasley. already built. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a great option. Cole Beasley is going to be <laughs> hey, a he made great all, player. He made all pro last year, so I don't know what you're talking about. I perplexing to me but I, I think that you're going to need to add some juice to that room the best available guy still remaining who is in the first round conversation is Chris Olave I think you plug in Chris Olave into that group and that receiving core that you have with Stefan Diggs you have some juice he's probably not going to be a, a super high impact rookie but separate from receiver I really don't see any any other crucial positions of need that they have right at this moment because they're really good defensively their offensive line looks pretty good maybe you could have gone running back but I, I don't think there's really necessarily a running back that's worth selling at that spot cornerback joe cornerback you don't like my chris Olave pick you disagree with that it's okay man I, I just feel like you need to get a guy on the other side of trey white that's like a dude but I mean, I, we've talked about Alave. Like, I think Alave is a very solid number two receiver. And is that guy worth a first round pick? If you think he is, you think he is. So it's it's fine. So it's would fine. you have taken Ahmad Garner there? <sighs> maybe. See, I don't think you would have. Maybe. I don't think you would have. I, I think I would have preferred Gardner to Alave. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Just talking about it. Um, what I am going to do, though, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I lied. I lied. Um, I'm <laughs> rethinking myself. Can Can you take a look at the offensive tackle board here? Mm, that's a tough one. All right, interior offensive line board. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking. Um. All right, we're going to go offensive tackle. We're going to take okay. Charles Cross. We're going to take Charles Cross because I have admittedly, admittedly in the summer, I was low on Charles Cross. And I am changing my opinion on Charles Cross quite dramatically. He was a guy that I was worried how he would be able to put on weight and maintain weight. And he's been able to maintain the weight. So he looks good right now uh, for Mississippi State. He's true blindside protector. But they just drafted Rashawn Slater, who's playing well at left tackle right now. So, like, we're not going to move him. We're mm-hmm. going to plug him in at right tackle where there is still a need. And we're going to solidify the offensive line, the best offensive line that San Diego, um, San Diego, Los Angeles has had, the Chargers speaking, in a very long time. You got your bookends to, to protect Justin Herbert. You still got Corey Lindsley inside. That offensive line is all of a sudden one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. 
Yeah, that that's huge for a team that everyone was talking about as being vastly improved in their offensive line just from the Rashawn Slater draft pick last year. And the only thing you can do to help a young quarterback is add more offensive linemen or more receivers. They're stacked at receivers. So Charles Cross is a fantastic pick for the Chargers, a team that is just continuing to get better and better. That places me on the board with the Dallas Cowboys. And if I'm the Cowboys, I am pissed that the Chargers just took Charles Cross because right now their right tackle, I forget who, I just had it up, something steals. Terrence Steele. Like, like that's a good option for them. And I, I, I don't know if like I, if it's really worth for them taking any of these other guys available right now. Trevor Penning, your FCS. Love. I'm not taking Trevor Penning in the first round. It's not going to happen. It never happens. Bill O'Brien's not drafting this year, so an FCS tackle will not go. But I'm thinking now that if you look at this Cowboys defense that is much improved, it's young. Mm-hmm. And Trevon Diggs has been a surprise player who uh, you are one of these people. A lot of people think that he's a, a bit overvalued right now, but still has a, a, a lot of interception production. He's, he's having a good season. I just yeah. I, I think I don't think he's quite playing as well as some people act like he is. That's all I'm saying. So that being said, you throw into the mix another tall, longer corner. I think that that turns that secondary into, which is doing a good job this year, into very, very good. So I think Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati would be a, a strong pick for the Cowboys that just need a little bit of extra juice, some sauce in their secondary. Oh, good one, Joe. I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually kind of mad because that was going to be Tennessee's pick for me is Ahmad Gardner because they have a desperate need of cornerback. So mm-hmm. I, there's not a cornerback on the board that I would be comfortable taking here with this selection. So I'm going to kind of do a, a U-turn for a second. I'm going to head uh, – right tackle still a need even though people try to convince themselves that Dylan Radins was good pre-draft last year. Um Linebacker might be a spot, but there's no linebackers. Christian uh, Harris? No, dude. You have better <laughs> chance of seeing God than seeing me take Christian Harris. Uh, interior defensive line, give me give me big boy. Jimmy Jordan Davis. Davis. Um, so they have – their defense line is incredibly improved this year. They have Harold Landry, who is, I think, second in the NFL in sacks, quietly having a fantastic year. Bo Dupree's been good at defensive end on the other side of him. Good player coming over from Pittsburgh. They have Jeffrey Simmons, who's like gap penetrator, incredibly athletic. Right now, I think their starting nose is Tyre Tart, who is a very replaceable football player. So let us let Jeffrey Simmons completely eat on the inside one-on-one matches because now you have six foot six, three hundred and sixty pounds playing next to him at nose nose tackles. So there's Jordan Davis to Tennessee. All right, that then places me up with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think I would be shot. If uh, if I didn't take an offensive lineman for the Bengals and they've overperformed our expectations. They looked really good against the Baltimore Ravens this past weekend to a point where they're now picking in this 26 spot. Now, if they still maintain that momentum where they're a playoff team, that still remains to be seen. We've got a lot of football left, left a lot of teams that are going to be getting healthy as well. So the the spot I'm now in. Ryan is mm-hmm. what offensive lineman is worthy of them taking here at 26. So I'm debating between either Jackson Kirkland or Jarrett Patterson. And it's a matter of what do you think is the, is the more fixable or the thing that, that needs to be fixed the most because they got rid of Billy price. I, I they're in t- there is literally not a single guy in that offensive line that I feel is, has really solidified a job. Maybe Jonah Williams because he's 
still relatively green. I, I feel like it would make the most sense for them to go with Jarrett Patterson here. So that's who I'm going to take. I like it, man. I like it. Jared Patterson is being a little, what is the word for is overshadowed if it's a negative, like, so his offensive line has not been good around him. So people mm-hmm. think that Jared Patterson is kind of underperformed. And I push back on that because I think he's been good. It's just the fact of that Notre Dame's offensive line has kind of been a mess. And I think that he is a guy that could potentially play center. He could potentially play guard. I like it. I think that it's a good pick um, at 26. I don't have any quarrel with it. So, um, And your offensive tackles are strong-ish. Jonah Williams is good. Um, you got Riley Reef over at right tackle who's been a good football player. So, like, offensive tackle is not the, not the weakness. It's definitely inside and interior right now. So, like the pick. Uh, Taylor Bay Buccaneers. This one's interesting. This one's very interesting because this roster is good, man. That offensive line is good. Defensive line's pretty good. Maybe we look at edge in a second. Maybe even though they just drafted, um, I'm in the only good? place you need to be looking, Ryan. Ah, uh, man, I'm I'm getting there, right? I'm getting there. Um, okay, okay, go. So, yeah. So Jason Pierre-Paul has not been great. I know they just drafted the dude from Washington. What was his name that Alex hated? I number uh, Joe. Joe Tryon. Joe, Joe Tryon. Tryon. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to try on. The defense is just stacked, man. Like maybe corner help, but like that's a secondary need. Wide receiver is really good. Offensive line is really good. Running back's fine. Fournette and Ronald Jones is fine. Quarterback is the need. Even though they drafted, for some reason, Kyle Trask <laughs> in the late two last year, even though he can't apparently beat out Blaine Gabbert for the backup spot, which is awful. Disappointing. I <sighs> have to go quarterback here. Wow. Question is, don't take Desmond Ritter. Please don't take Desmond I Ritter. I didn't say I was taking Desmond Ritter. Relax. Please don't take Kenny Pickett. Uh, I was thinking about Keaton Slovis, but I'm I'm not going to do it just because Slovis has been a little up and down. So I'll take yeah. Sam Howell. I'll take Sam Howell. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I don't love it, but like they don't have a they don't have a big need. And eventually, I don't know when. Maybe when Juliet goes off to college, Tom Brady's going to have to stop playing football. I don't know when it's going to be, <laughs> but let's it's going to happen eventually. It, it's got it, man. Like, I mean, he's – does he lead the NFL touchdown passes right now? Like, I think he does. He might. He's like 45. It's it's absurd. But, yeah, let's let's see if Sam Howell's the guy. If not, your roster's so loaded. It doesn't matter if you miss on a quarterback. It really doesn't. Right, and this is going to be like a Jordan Love type pick possibly. But the, right. the writing's on the wall more for Tom Brady where it's, uh, it's a point where if Sam Howell falls that far – it's just an insurance pick, and there might be some other options here. I'm, I'm sure Kenny Pickett might even be in the discussion come come season end based on the way that he's playing right now. But yeah, um, no, I think Sam Howell makes a lot of sense, and I, I think people might be a bit perplexed how he made it this far. We're not that high on him in this podcast, so uh, for not. him to last that long, Tampa Bay Buccaneers get an absolute uh, steal potentially with with, with uh, building up for the for the future after Tom Brady. All right, now the Detroit Lions are getting their second pick in the first round. And if you recall, folks, I took Malik Willis as that Mm -hmm. first pick. I feel like you could really go in any direction here because this, this roster is bare. This, this roster does not really have anything. And I'm looking at the best available, which is just severely based on uh, the, you know, this particular simulators rankings. I'm debating taking a receiver here. Because their offensive line is pretty good. It's very underrated. Yeah, The run game is good, and DeAndre Swift's a good, good, good running back. 
Mm-hmm. Defensively, they have problems, but the problem we're seeing is that they just can't move the ball through the air effectively. I think Jared Goff is getting replaced for a reason because they can't move the ball. So let's get some receivers or get a receiver rather. The question is, do I pick between Drake London and John Mechie? And I'm going to do the you pick know, that I feel like is going to make you upset. I'm going to take Drake. No, it's not going to make me upset. Really? I will, yeah, man. So I, I, I texted someone about this. I think it might have been Lorenz, actually. I don't think I put it in the chat, but I'm in on Drake London. I'm in really? on him. I'm in. I'm in. I saw him against Notre Dame, dude. I don't have to watch another game. I'm in. He reminds me a lot of Brandon Marshall. And Brandon Marshall was wow. a really good player. I thought this kid was someone who was just a catch point guy. Like that's what I thought he was. I knew he had some yak, but like I thought that's mostly what he was. And he still is when he's working vertically. Like he's he's going to be a guy that needs to stack with his length. Absolutely. Like he's not a burner, but like man, he was catching short to intermediate routes and just dogging dudes after the catch and just being super physical with them. He reminded me of Brandon Marshall and I, maybe it was a little bit of the 15 and plus the six foot five frame, Mm. but like he was just so impressively physically. So I, I like it. I think he might go higher than this when all is said and done. Wow. Yeah. And he's statistically like one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver, he'll probably win the the Blitnikoff for being realistic. He had 15 catches against Notre Dame, and, and like they knew he was the guy, and he still had 15 catches. Like it was just nuts, man. He's well, really well good. I'm sure the approach was just like, okay, go ahead, Drake London, get your your five yards of catch, and then we'll uh, we'll just stand here and, and cover everything he had, else. He had 170 something yards, so I don't think it was five <laughs> yards of catch. But. <laughs> <Ten> yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, least, you're up with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, not, I I really just need to mention that about London though, because he mm-hmm. he surprised me how how good he's been. So. Um, Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland again. Another team that doesn't have that many holes. Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback, and people talk negatively of him for a lot of reasons. I don't think he, he deserves most of it, to be honest. Running back's good. Wide receiver, they have some guys now. Henry Ruggs is developing. Brian Edwards is developing. They have Darren Waller. Offensive line, man, it's not ideal. Uh, Colton Miller is a good left tackle. I know John, they drafted John Simpson at guard. Let's see what he is. I know the right guard that they got from Baltimore, Eleanor, I think his name is from Texas A&M a few years ago. He's playing well, but they are, they had them. They're talking, they're talking about completely moving Alex Leatherwood inside because he just can't play right tackle. And then the best yeah. right tackle they have now after that is Brandon Parker, who is also not good right tackle. So I need to get him a tackle. So if we go to the offensive tackle board, it, it needs to happen. I'm going to give him a real offensive tackle that can play out there. God, that's not great. Um, you going to take Trevor Penning? Yeah, dude. Give me Trevor Penning. Really? Wow. Okay. I did it. He, he reminds me of Zach Streif that played with the uh, New Orleans Saints for a mm-hmm. long time. They're almost identical size. They're both 6'7", 6'7 and a half, 330-plus pound guys. I don't think Penning's a tremendous athlete. I think he's solid. But he is very powerful and he is very technically sound. I think he's a plug-and-play type of guy. I just don't know if the ceiling is incredibly high with a guy like Penning. But he's much better than whatever they have at right tackle right now. So give me Trevor Penning. Move Leatherwood inside full-time like he should have been from the start. And then our offensive line may be a starting head in the right direction. FCS for being. If we're being 100% realistic, Mike Mack's just going to take a, an Alabama or a Clemson guy and then and call it a day. Uh, so right. it might be Christian Harris come come draft time. Hey, Green Bay Packers are, I feel like next year, are going to be in the Jordan Love era. And it, if yeah. that does occur, 
I feel as though their offensive line is probably fine right now. We know that their run game's good. I'm debating, but they're definitely not taking another corner after they took Eric Stokes last year. Their defense is, is pretty competitive. Yeah. So here, here I am debating, do they maybe go linebacker? Do they go receiver? And, and based on who's best available, oh man, this is tricky. Hmm. I'm Because like, I don't like any of these receivers at 30. Who's on the board? I didn't even see him. Uh, John Mechie and George Pickens. No. David Bell. No, 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 no. Nope. I mean, they don't really need edge help. I think one of them might be expiring contract, but I could be wrong. You know what? I'll pull the trigger. Give me Drake Jackson. He fell this far. It's good value. Yeah, good value. He, he fits hurt. what they like. He fits what they like. Like right. those big bodied stand up can put their hand in the dirt, but like. This is Darius Smith, Rashawn Gary, like he, right. he just, he's like that dude. So, um, I like that pick. I actually do because I think it's a good value at that spot. You know, wide receiver would have been the ideal spot, but like it's just They're nobody there at thirty. Yeah, we had we had a little run of wide receivers there. So, oh, Drake London would have been fun for them, but yeah, um, thirty-one Baltimore Ravens, another team that historically drafts really well, so they don't have a ton of needs always. I think we're going to go back to the offensive line. I think right now, Eka McQuanu is like the most Baltimore Raven of all time, dude. Like he just fits that. They need, they truly need a right tackle. I have struggled with whether Iquanu is a true tackle or a guard. I think he's a guard, I, but there's a lot of people I respect in the business like Dane mm-hmm. Rugler and, and Brandon Thorne who think he can play tackle because of how he's played this year. So if he can play as right tackle – that's great. If not, he's a starting guard at the next level, and he's a really good power pow, gap power scheme guy, which they run a lot of. They run that power read to death with Lamar Jackson. He fits the scheme perfectly. Yeah, great pick there for uh, just fixing that offensive line up a little bit. And I, I know Ben Cleveland was playing, and then he got hurt. And uh, they they also need just a little bit more juice to to that interior offensive line that's held them back a little bit. So putting me up last year. The Arizona Cardinals. Mm. They actually might have a, a glaring need compared to some of these other ones, which is surprising for a 6-0 football team. And this need hasn't really been spotlighted because of the whole uh, air raid offense and and stretching the field, and, and it hasn't required really as much protection uh, because Kyler Murray is so good at escaping pressure. He hasn't really needed it. But they still haven't really invested anything into this offensive line. It feels like it's still the same makeshift group. If I'm taking just a quick glance here, there's no interior guys. I, I'm going to pull the trigger on Jackson Kirkland. I think oh. you just add one more. You add a, add a lineman in there. It, it, save it. it. Save it. You want me to hit save? I think I have to make an account. No, no, no. You hit save and it just shows okay. you. There you go. So, I, do you, where do you agree with that? I, I feel like that's a little bit perplexing because they're going to need a ta- I think they need a tackle. It's just like, is Kirkland really worth the 32nd pick in the first round if you're not picking again until the end of the first? You know my thoughts on Kirkland. I was a little more hesitant on him than Alex was. I think we saw a little more close to what he actually is in the Michigan game, but I think he's a good player. So adding offensive linemen, like you're never going to fight me about it. Like, yes, add offensive linemen. I would say that secondary may have been a spot that I may have looked because I think that there could definitely be an upgrades at corner. And I think it's, I mean, they have Buda Baker, Buda Baker, but I think mm-hmm. the other safety's a little math, if I remember correctly. So maybe a secondary, but 
at the end of the day, a pick 32. If you're the Super Bowl champions, adding offensive linemen for the future, never a bad thing. Yeah, it, it always tends to to net pretty pretty positive results. So that's the end of our mock draft. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. We had some positive, some negative thoughts. It's okay if you're upset with some of our picks. It's you know it is what it is. We're trying to be as right as possible. If you want to get more draft analysis, though, go to risingdraft.com. There's some really great content. And all, you got to hit the subscribe button too. We're going to be doing some really good draft profiles. And if you missed the Derek Stingley one already, uh, make sure you check that one out. So we're going to wrap up really quick here with a fun game that we like to play before the show sometimes. And I think we're going to try and sprinkle these in because we didn't have Alex uh, Ryan pitch that we do it today. Uh, are you shaking your head because you don't want to do it? Or are you shaking your head because we don't have Alex? Because we don't have Alex. Okay. So the way that this game works, folks, is that we run through a NFL draft class of the past. And I say who the pick was. Wait, wait, no, wait. What, how did we do it? It was you, you say the player, and then I say the college. Or did you also have to say the player? No, no, you said the player. I had to say what okay. college. Okay, all right, all right, you're, you're correct. So the way that this game works is I say the player at the spot that they were picked. Ryan then has to tell me what school did this player play at? So for today's, we're doing the 2013 NFL draft. Oh, no, wait, we did this one last time. We're going to do the 2015 NFL draft. Well, while, while Joe gets it up, I would just like to say I'm going to close my eyes during this so nobody accuses me of cheating if you're watching on the video. My you don't need to close, over don't close your eyes. He's not I'm cheating. Close my eyes. Close my eyes. eyes. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first pickup is Jameis Winston with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Florida State. Okay. That one's easy. Tennessee Titans, second overall. Marcus Mariota. Oregon. You could just say the player. You don't have to say the, okay. the whole pick. Got Dante it. Fowler. Dante Fowler Jr., Florida. Raiders, Amari Cooper. Alabama. Redskins, Washington football team. Sorry, Brandon Scherf. Well, they were the Redskins at that point, but Brandon Scherf went to Iowa. Uh, New York Jets, Leonard Williams. USC. Chicago Bears, Kevin White. West Virginia. Man, Kevin White fell off. Seventh overall pick. Atlanta Falcons, Vic Beasley. Clemson. Eric Flowers... Miami. Miami. Oh my God! I can't believe I had it anyway. Miami. I said, yeah, I, said, I didn't mean yeah. to say that. You said it before I did. I'm a completely scatterbrained at the end of this episode. St. <laughs> Louis Rams. Todd Gurley. Uh, Georgia. Minnesota Vikings. Trey Waynes. Michigan State. Cleveland Browns. Danny Shelton. Washington. New Orleans Saints. Andrews Pete. Stanford. Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker. Louisville. San Diego Chargers, oof. Melvin Gordon. Uh, Wisconsin. Houston Texans, Kevin Johnson, yuck. Wake Forest. San Francisco 49ers, Eric Armstead. Oregon. Kansas City Chiefs, Marcus Peters. Washington. Cleveland Browns, Cameron Irving. Florida State. And there's some questionable ass picks here. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Nelson Aguilar. Oh my God. USC. Cincinnati Bengals, Cedric Oboye. Uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, not mixing it up. But I think he's a brother that went to Alabama. Is that correct? I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Bud Dupree. Uh, you just messed me up. Uh, Kentucky, Bud Dupree. I think you're thinking of somebody else for the other thing that you just okay. said. Okay. Uh, Denver Broncos, Shane Ray. Shane Ray went to Missouri. Arizona Cardinals, Florida. Huh? 
Oh my god, I did it again. Arizona what did you Cardinals, just do? Arizona Cardinals DJ Humphreys. Wow. Right, I went I went on that one. Keep going. Come okay. On. Wow. I just just say the player. Just say the player. You don't have to say the team. Shaq Thompson. Washington. Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. UCF. Byron Jones. I uh, went to UConn. Lincoln Tomlinson. Duke. Philip Dorsett. Miami. Demarius Randall. Uh, Arizona State. Stephon Anthony. Stephon Anthony went to Clemson. Malcolm Brown. Defensive tackle, Malcolm Brown? Yes. Texas. So do, do you want to keep going until you mess yes, up? Yes, keep going, man. This is going to be a two-hour episode. Donovan no, Smith. Donovan Smith went to Penn State. Mario Edwards. Uh, Mario Edwards Jr. went to Florida State. TJ Yeldon. Alabama. Devin Smith. Wide receiver? Yes. Ohio State. Preston Smith. Uh, Preston Smith went to Mississippi State. Eddie Goldman. Florida State. Doriel Green Beckham Jr. Um, they've listed him at Oklahoma. He actually played at Missouri before Oklahoma. It, it yeah. says both. It says right. both. Uh, Devin Funches. Devin Funches went to Michigan. Um, Jalen Collins. Uh, cornerback, he went to LSU. Benardrick McKinney. Benardrick McKinney went to Mississippi State. Heoli Kikaka. Wait, Kikaha wait. went Kikaha. to Washington. Dang, I don't know how you got that one. Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. Uh, wait, wait. I always mix them up. Um, Eric Kendricks. Michael Kendricks went to Cal. Eric Kendricks went to UCLA. Go ahead. That is correct. Just Jaquiski Tart. Jaquiski Tart went to Sanford. That is correct. Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe went to Utah. Denzel Perriman. Perriman went to Miami. Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse went to Missouri. Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby went to Florida State. Nate Orchard. Uh, Utah. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Position? Oh, Jordan Phillips. Why didn't I say uh, Jalen? Jordan, Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips, Oklahoma. I'm having a rough day. Jake Fisher. <laughs> Jake Fisher went to Oregon. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah, Nebraska. Max Williams. Max Williams. He was my, one of my favorite tight ends. Minnesota. Sanquez Golson. I uh, went to Ole Miss. Rob Havenstein. Damn, we're at pick 57. Wisconsin. Marcus Golden. Uh, Missouri. Ty Sembrello. Colorado State. Randy Gregory. Nebraska. Ali Marpet. Hobart. Quinton Rollins. Uh, Miami, Ohio. Frank Clark. Michigan. Off-field issues. Jordan Richards. Uh, Jordan Richards, Stanford, was one of the worst picks ever by New England. <laughs> Dewan Smith. Dewan Smith. Position? It's spelled D apostrophe J-O-U-N Smith. Drafted by the Colts, 65th overall pick, cornerback. I don't know who he is. Um, Uh-oh. Dewan Smith. I'm going to say it's Missouri. No, Ben, we're done at pick ah, 64. Man. We almost had it. Where, where'd he go? Uh, Florida Atlantic. Oh, Jesus. I never would have got that. <laughs> yeah, man. What the, the, the? I thought we were going to go to at least around four. Uh, folks, that's going to be it for us. Thank you for watching us play our, our game and, and the rest of our mock draft. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all of our content wherever you're listening or you're tuning in. For the rest of your week, folks, we'll be coming at you with another fantastic interview and other great content.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.